Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hello, friend. It is Angie. Good news gals are here and producer Dave, Jennifer, Monique, and also Michelle and Donna are here. And uh, we've got a really cool good news story about a 10-year-old umpire, which, boy, takes some guts to be an umpire because, you know, many of us, our kids are involved in athletics. And, uh, and I think we're, we live in a very mild area when it comes to, like, rowdy fans and stuff like that. But I still think some of these games are crazy. I was at the – my daughter's in third and fifth, and they, were, they had a basketball game over the weekend. And one of the dads was yelling, and the coach turned and said – Quit yelling at them let, and let me coach. And oh, he's like, well, him. tell them to get to the right. Tell them to get to the right and do his job. And he said, you have to stop yelling so they can hear me because they can't hear me over you yelling. And then uh, the wife goes, he's, you're not the coach, babe. And then, um, <laughs> you know, I know, I know. It's pretty Good funny. And uh, he's loud. You guys have heard him on my, what I've showed you videos before. Oh, yeah. And he's yelling. Uh, so anyway, um, the week before, one of the kids had told Faith, who's super tiny on her team. And so she's the youngest and the boys are bigger. There's only my two daughters on the team as girls. The rest mm-hmm. are boys. And he was calling her a ball hog. And he said that if she got hurt, he wouldn't kneel. <gasps> all these really mean A boy things. on the team said this? Yeah. Yeah, and so the coach um, pulled everybody aside and said, "We're not going to be, um, you know, verbally abusing our teammates. We're not. Gonna, he's not going to allow you. Can, you don't have to play on the team if you um, if you Good. if you're going to continue to berate your own teammates. You know, Good for him. and Faith's pretty tough. You know, so mm-hmm. uh, we went to practice and, and he was there. And then she came up to me after practice and she had a note and he'd written a note and it was so cute because it said something to the effect of." Um, you know, I, I won't say, and he went into specifics of what he'd said. Ah. He goes, and other mean stuff I won't do anymore. Other mean stuff. My, my, my co-host was like, on my morning show, he's like, that guy's like an attorney. He covered everything and other mean stuff. <laughs> like an umbrella in there, you know. You know, and I like other... seeing that, though. Like, I don't know if the coach made him do it or his parents made I, him do it. I think it, his or... parents did because the coach said uh, if, if, you know, it happened, if, if, if he didn't show up for practice, he was going to, you know, call the parents and, you know, kind of check in with them, you know. Good, in fact, right. you know what, I think I have hope, Faith reading it. Okay, so, uh, Faith, there was a boy that was being mean to you at the basketball game last weekend and calling you names on your team. And the coach uh, scolded everyone and said that they can't do that. And he, what happened today at practice? So he gave me a letter and it said sorry. He's like, too Faith, sorry for calling names. Saying you're a ball hog, won't passing, won't pass, and being mean, and I will try not to call you names anymore or other stuff. <laughs> oh, so did you accept his apology? Yes. Good. Did that make you feel good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. I mean, we're forgivers. You want to mm-hmm. teach your kid to forgive. Yes. Right. You know, but when he said, I wouldn't kneel if you got hurt, I was like, ooh. <laughs> That's pretty deep. 
Yeah, that wow. is like he was gonna get her. But yeah, it's just crazy to hear. So when I hear ten-year-old umpire, we're gonna share that in a minute. You know, sometimes it gets rough in the middle school. I was telling you that one mom was yelling really derogatory things, and then yelled out, "Why are all those fat white white boys playing?" And then she was using a word that's not the word fun, but starts with the same letter. Uh-huh. And uh, I-, I turned her in. The coach started arguing with me on the other side, like was in my face. And he started yelling at me. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, and then they lo- they have video cameras everywhere. And they figured out who it was because then she started screaming at a friend of mine out in the parking lot. And she was banned from all the games after that. So I was glad I said something. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. She made some of the girls cry, the sixth grade girls. That's I shameful. mean, this is like public schools in like a nice area. This is like the top school district in the city. I mean, in the, in the state. Right. No, we, uh, Amber had a, um, her last soccer game um, last Tuesday. And... The um the girl on the opposite team, she was um there was only one ref, and well two came in, but the guy was on the other side of the field, and one guy was on the other end, and so the girl's father who made the goal, the ball went out like two feet, and the father was like to his own daughter, he was like that ball went out and she kicked it, kind of looked at him and rolled her eyes and she kicked it back in and she kicked the goal. And so he told the ref, he was like, the ball went out, um, that score is no good. So the ref came from the other side of the field. He said, I couldn't see it. And he called the ref who was on the other end. The ref from the other end made the father lead the game. Oh, wow. He told him, he was like, you shut up. And he was like, leave, leave, leave. He was like, I'm just trying to teach my daughter to be honest. He was like, that's my daughter. I'm not with the other team. And and Andre was like, he's with that team. So what would it benefit him to um, say something about his own daughter if, and he made him leave. And the guy, he just looked at the ref. He was like, wow. He was like, is that what being honest gets me these days? Right. Wow. Ooh. That's insane. It's for him that he and, said that. Yeah. And How, what is, was, well, and good he left calmly because some people get really fired seen up. Seen that. Yes, I've mm-hmm. seen that. A few years ago, I had to, uh, I was with a group of parents that were berating one of the refs at a, um, uh, at Storm, there was a tournament, and they always have these children like refing. Yeah, like, they don't let they, they, and they yes. don't let their parents come to the game. Right, right. See, oh, really? Which, this, that's which cra- is that's crazy. scary. Well, because they they don't want to hear all the stuff that adults are saying. Um, but this this group of parents were just going off on this kid, and I was like, are these people crazy? And after the, I mean, I felt bad because I didn't tell the coach the parents to be quiet but afterward and we won this championship I walked up to the coach with the like most evil face and I think he thought I was coming to complain about playing time or something like that I was like uh you need to check these parents they're crazy (laughs) like (laughs) like you can't have our parents acting like children and going off on young children that are on the field they're abusing them yeah because those are kids those yes rest to storm yeah they're like they're 15 kids. or something yeah they look really oh, young. some of them are even younger yeah they they're really young crazy i can't imagine somebody yelling at my kid like I that i know mm-hmm. and, and you would have a you problem would think, 
<laughs> in a way, like when we were playing for Storm, I noticed that the um, parents were a little bit easier on the the, the refs, the kids, because they were some were like twelve. Yeah, and uh, which is so interesting to me. I guess it's a money saving thing, but also I think they get less abuse when they're kids. They should, and they would look to the coaches sometimes for the coaches to help with the calls. Right. Yeah, I'd say that. You know, I don't know soccer. And, you know, Andy being British, he can't stand when Americans <laughs> who <laughs> think they know, who just have kids who play, but they've never, they never followed they it. They act like they know yeah. everything. They think everything's yeah. offsides. So I don't know everything. But it seems like a lot of the kids, they're learning and they, they're really not the best refs. So that can be, it can be frustrating. But I mean, I, I have to sometimes look around and be like, they're 11 year olds playing right. soccer. Like, why is everybody so rowdy? They're really just. I Very know. Small and children. Sh- and yes. should we? I mean, should we really have eleven-year-olds that are refing? No. Well, that's interesting. But right. This, explain what the story's about. Uh, would you? So yes. this kid is not going to be discouraged by any parents yelling at him. He's <laughs> very, very dedicated. <laughs> um, but he's only ten years old, and um, he seems like a real sweet kid. And you know, obviously, Steve Hartman can bring out the sweetness in anybody. It seems like, mm-hmm. particularly children. But this kid is very, very serious, and he goes to this college f- baseball team every single game, and he stands on the front row, kind of behind home plate, and he stands like in the aisle. By his parents' seats, and he pretends to do every single home plate umpire call. That's cool. He does really? all the outs, and then so uh, some of the other umpires uh, appreciate that they don't have very many fans. As our discussion shows, that most time you know umpires get. I always, you know, whenever I see an umpire without glasses on, I'm like, "Are you sure you're doing the right thing?" You know, <laughs> um, but I just like messing around. I don't like taking it too serious, but. Um, but this kid, you know, he's a, he's a huge fan of the umps, and the umps kind of took him under their wing because they don't have too many fans. You know, most kids like the players, and that's kind of how the Steve Hartman story starts. But this kid, you got to hear. You can hear his dedication in every single thing that he says, every time he makes a call. So, In the world of minor league baseball, where most young fans want nothing more than to meet a real player, this kid, 10-year-old Vincent Steele, stands alone. What's up, man? Vincent idolizes umpires. It's something that we're not really used to, you know, so every fan we can get is a plus. You know, last night uh, there was a time somebody said, put the kid in. (laughs) Vincent is such a fan of umpires. Every game, he becomes one. He stands in the front row here at the Carolina Mudcat Stadium near Raleigh, copying their calls and mimicking their moves. He gets so into character, it's hard not to play along. For example, on this day, the manager even came over to him to report a lineup change. Initially, we thought maybe it was like a little bit of a phase type of thing. These are his parents. It's a two-year phase at this point. (laughs) And they say it's not just on game days. It's virtually every day. At home, he stands in front of the TV and does the same routine. He sleeps next to baseballs autographed by umpires. He even visited an umpire school where he learned the proper way to call a strike, which apparently isn't to say strike. But umpires say hoit. Why do they say hoit? That's what they all do. What is out? Out. Okay. Ball is? Ball. Strike is? (laughs) I think he wanted to throw me out of this interview. (laughs) Hoit. This is the deal. He's a great oh kid, God. which may be part of the reason he's attracted to the profession. It's leadership, rule following, um, fairness. All those qualities are kind of who he is. 
Obviously, Vincent would like to grow up to be an umpire someday. But even if he doesn't, hopefully he will retain the values cherished by referees of all stripes. And hopefully he will keep his room just as clean as his imaginary home plate. So sweet, Kitty. And in the, in the video, if you guys look it up, um, the part when he's in his house is so he's still wearing the pads. You know how the umpires wear like the <laughs> safety gear underneath their shirts and they wear the really high gray pants with the blue collared shirt. Mm -hmm. Still looks just like that with this little pack with the, you know, it's Love really it. funny. Oh, but yeah, what a sweet kid. And not that many. It's underappreciated pr profession for sure is a baseball umpire. Never even thought about being an umpire. Like. It's part of baseball, and that's right. Yeah. My knees hurt thinking about it. Right? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Ouch. Yeah, Riley's um, been catching lately. He plays baseball, and um, oh, yeah, the, uh, that's that's tough. The catching, the umping, the whole. I I they, I've read articles recently. They're having more difficulty getting people to ump the games yes. and to ref the games uh, for various sports because the parents are so hard on them. Mm -hmm. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. They're hard, and they. I, I wouldn't think let my be, kid, you know, like maybe thirty dollars a game or something like that. Yeah, like to, to be harassed for several hours on end, and maybe followed out to your car. Yeah, and some yeah. of the rec centers, like uh, for adult games, because my husband plays for two different leagues. Mm -hmm. It's pretty interesting because they're pretty abusive. Some of these adults to the the uh, the refs and the umps, depending on you know the sports as well. Yeah, and I with bet. that being said, even like. Um, NBA, like the players have been complaining about the refs making calls. And then I know with the NFL, Ooh. it's always like, I remember when my husband was playing and I'm like, they would get fined if they went up in the ref space. So the times he went up and was like, why'd you make that call? I can see him like, and I'm like, Andre, get back. That's get, scary. Cause <laughs> it's a pretty hefty fine. I believe yeah. it. And I'm like, and I don't, get away. I, I don't want my kid talking back. Like if Riley says anything to, uh, you know, like if he's playing basketball and, and I see him say something to the ref, I, 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 I make sure I let him know, like, no, you know, you can't talk back, right? Right. That's, but, but I think it's, it's if they're asking a question. Yes. Like Alicia yes. always says, you know, well, you know, if she's trying to block and they're like straight up. And mm. she's like, I was straight up. And then she asked the ref, you know, well, what's the proper way to do it? And I've seen the ref like, she was like, I was straight as a board. But mm. I, mean, I always grew up playing baseball. I played baseball growing up. And you make mistakes. Umpires are humans. And so yes. that's what I always grew up. It's like, listen, even if they did make the wrong call, so what? Move on. That's part of the game. It's part of the game. That's why they've talked about putting um, electronic umpires in baseball now to just make it go kind of faster because people need it to be fast-paced. I, I really wish they wouldn't do that. And then they're always changing the NFL rules and instant replay and stuff. I think the game is better and more, more pure if the referees and umpires are allowed to make mistakes sometimes. I mean, yes, it could change the course of the game maybe if it's the right call or whatever, but I think it's just kind of part of it. And I wish everyone to kind of accept that a little bit more. That's kind of how we look at sports. It's like, well, that was the wrong call, but oh, well, that's, you know, sometimes you catch it and sometimes you don't. Right. I agree with you on that. I saw an episode of, I think, Real Sports with Brian Gumpel, and they were talking about the same thing about how they're computerizing, uh, like the line at tennis to figure out if the ball was in or out. Mm -hmm. um, and all other kinds of sports. And they're looking at historically, like, 
let's say championships or important games where you know there was a mistake, you know, like would you go back and change these because you know, you know, the ref made a mistake, you know, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I, I'm nostalgic about like how the games were originally made. Mm -hmm. and yes. I don't really like a lot of computer interference. And you know, the mistakes I, do happen. I hate those. That just made me think about the grocery store. <laughs> I hate those self-checkout. <laughs> me too. People are like, no, you know, you can you... check out here. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want to check myself no, out. I like checking myself out because no. like, I like to see the price come up if it's accurate because I feel like a lot of times they're not and if I I'm going to buy five stinking bags of whatever then I want the big bulk bonus <laughs> but Angie I don't want to bag my own groceries no I don't I don't want to sit up there and scan my stuff and most of the time those things it's always call the attendant please call the attendant please call and the I'm attendant like, every time That's I scan waiting for the attendant I'm like, that that does drive you crazy especially if they're like over there like talking and they're like oh my gosh and like i didn't even get my break today and they're like really i can't even believe i had to come in like someone called in sick and you're like yes. um I, I, wish I, got, I wish i got an employee that. discount to use the self-checkout yeah so, uh, so no i i don't i, I like don't that. use self-checkout because they i'm trying to save these people's jobs and that's well, what and I the think. more self-checkouts guess what that i mean if i worked there i'd be like no no we can't have self-checkouts here, here. Mm -hmm. well, when you go um so there's a self-checkout oh, here's the one so mcdonald's now is doing this thing where you can do the mobile order right and then you order it and then when you get there you give them the code and you either wait in the you either walk in or you can park in a spot and they'll bring it out or you can go through the drive-thru and you give them the code right well that seems all kind of labor intensive to me so i went in with my my kids and they uh, and i got in line and the lady goes um well come on over to the kiosk and maybe they're telling them to like make us and my husband's like well i don't want to use the kiosk he goes well come on over i'll show you how to use it and he's like well, you know it's going to take your job don't you Good. i don't want to use the kiosk right. <laughs> and she like made us use the kiosk it was super irritating i don't want to walk in and go over to the kiosk because then it's not as simple as you think you've got to look a lot of things up and it takes longer and blah 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 like i don't want to walk in and then go over to the kiosk and try to figure out how to put my order together on the Thank computer you. screen and it's Amen. like i may as well made dinner at home that exactly is, <laughs> that defeats the whole purpose because the movie theaters are doing it now too yes i tried to get a ticket and they're like oh no the kiosk is over there i'm yes. like so you can't Give me a I'm talking to you right here. Can't yes. you just You were fired this? up, Michelle. <laughs> really annoyed. I'm like, let me calm down. But it is annoying that I've been coming to this theater for years, and now you're telling me that you can't serve me. i got to use the kiosk. I don't, no. I'm not a kiosk person. Me either. But in, in, in Spain, I'd say about eight years ago, they started having the kiosks at McDonald's, and some of them in the city, and like in the city center. Yeah, yeah. So you could... Um, yeah, you ha you ordered all your food on there, and then you got your little receipt, and then you went up and picked it up. Wow. Look, there's some people who shouldn't be working in retail and in the public. So for True. there, use the kiosk so they lose their job. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, sometimes it was a relief in Europe using the kiosk, especially right. like, a, like at Burger King, because I would say... You know, some words don't translate all the time, mm -hmm. and all the words are in English in these countries, the menu. So you're like, I'd have to say it with a Spanish accent. I have a doble burger. Por favor. <laughs> and if I didn't say it the way they would say it, they'd be like, what? I'm like, a whopper. Whopper, 
Por fin. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's when the kiosk comes in handy. Yeah, the kiosk is very oh, good that for that. Cracks very me frustrating. Up. <laughs> hey, if you want to reach any of the good news gals, Donna mentioned uh, earlier in the week her uh, Jericho Girls Ministry, and it's just a great way for women to um, get together and encourage each other. Uh, Michelle Betts is in real estate. Monique has a line, Monique Davis, of hair extensions, which are totally cool, and you can get them put in in Denver. You can order them online as well right and then jennifer is involved in health and wellness and she represents a supplement that i take every day and uh, it's really been wonderful for her family as well uh, in her husband's battle with his own illness Uh, and so you can get more info on all of that and aren't you doing hot sauces now dave we're like a bunch of entrepreneurs i'm trying yeah Yeah. i I have a couple more steps to go but i'm almost there you know i um we love your sauce Oh, Andre like said it, it was a bit spicy, but what? we like it. That's good news right there. Alicia has been putting it on everything. Oh, now that is funny. Good Lay's potato chips. Oh, wow. <laughs> Who knew? All right, AngieAustinRadio.com if you'd like to email me or get in touch with any of the gals. The good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. All right, Angie Austin here along with Adam. Adam is an ambassador with ARC. And when you shop at ARC, it helps the ambassadors. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps and everything you donate helps. ARC is a tremendous benefit to people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Now, there's a Saturday sale. Most items half off. If I'm a senior, 55 and over, on Tuesdays, most items are half off. How do we find out about that? ARCthrift.org. How about if I want to donate? Where do I donate? 303-238-J. You call them and they'll pick up whatever you need. Furniture, small, big. Medium. Uh, yep, absolutely. Uh, a small, big, medium. Yes, they'll ma'am. bring the truck right on over. What's yes, the number? 303-238-Jane. Yeah, they bring a truck right to your house. 303-238-Jane. Yes, 303-238-Jane. ArcThrift.org. Does cool. Arc make you feel special? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought so. You are special. ArcThrift.org. As are you, babe. As are you. Thank you. Do you love working for Arc? I love Arc. Welcome back to The Good News with Angie Austin and friends. This is Beatrice Bruno, the Drill Sergeant of Life, and I'm in the studio with producer Dave. And, and you know, we've got something um, exciting. I, it's exciting to me because I love hearing the stories. But um, producer David, explain what's, what we're going to be talking so about. So this is our n- latest installment in I Am Second. If you've been listening over the past couple of months, we've decided to do this um do this thing where we feature these films. They're called White Chair Films from this website called I Am Second. It, they're all these amazingly powerful testimonies. Um, I thought the biggest the biggest surprise to me is how, I mean, there's literally hundreds of these. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest surprise to me is how many people are famous out there that are Christians that don't really talk about it. You don't see it. You don't yeah. hear about it um, unless they're in a setting like this uh, mm-hmm. where I guess they feel safer to do it. Uh, although some of these people, I mean, you did know were Christians. You just, it's, you, it's just you don't really know the right. their testimonies, these things that they've gone through. Um, the one I've chosen for today is not necessarily a very, very difficult. Um, he's, he, you know, he's, uh, on the grand scheme of things, he's not. He wasn't abused. He was not a drug addict. He's nothing like that. Okay. However, he has reached the ultimate level of success, and um, and who I'm talking about is Clayton Kershaw. He's the starting pitcher 
for the Dodgers, for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He's um, known right now as the greatest pitcher in the game. Huh. He is unbelievable how good he is. Unfortunately, they lost the World Series. I've been a Dodger fan since I was a little kid. Oh, wow. So uh, I've been listening to this guy. I've actually met him at um, spring training before. He's much younger wow. than me. And it's funny, he's younger than me, but I look up to him. Um, but, uh, you know, when he was standing next to Sandy Koufax, I got Clayton Kershaw as a rookie and Sandy Koufax sitting there and I mean, two of my heroes oh, wow. standing in front of me at the same time. And, you know, I'm flabbergasted. Um, but... um. Clayton Kershaw has a pretty amazing story just because of how the things that he does, the things that he does to help his community. And and that uh, one of the things that runs throughout I Am Second, which is why it's called I Am Second, mm-hmm. is this idea of giving up control. Okay. Because we all want to control everything, yes. particularly a a pitcher mm-hmm. you know he's like everything is about centimeters inches little tiny 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 little movements but giving up that control in your life you know that um and you know kind of giving it to jesus and allowing Amen. jesus to guide you and to take control so that it's out of your hands Amen. essentially but uh so that you do the right thing so uh but this is that uh we've been doing watching the white fence films or listening to the white white fence white chair films mm-hmm. and uh we just kind of uh you know listen a little bit if if you hear something please speak up um um I, I think this is very very powerful because he does something in the off season when he's not being a baseball player okay. which i think is just so much more impressive than what he does on the field Amen. so here let's start this one when you're out there in the heat of the moment and you're pitching it's a big situation. You're saying, don't throw a ball. Don't give up a hit. Don't walk this guy. The harder you want to control something, the more it gets out of your control. And you want to hit the outside corner with the pitch. If you, all you think about is, I'm going to hit that, aim it right there, hit it right there. That's the last place it's going to go. But when you have in the back of your mind where you're supposed to throw it, and then just say, I'm going to throw it as hard as I can right at that glove and just say that. It'll be around there more often than not. Um, If you've done the preparation and the mechanics of everything is there, it's almost the same in life. Like the more you try and grip control your life, the more God's going to, you know, untangle that from you. He's going to make things go to where you have to rely on him. I was just so worried. I was so worried all the time. My parents got divorced when I was 10. I had so much anxiety about my own life. If there was something that needed to get done, I'd rather do it myself than let other people do it for me. You know, just just stuff that I couldn't control that I was worried about. My mom and I were trying to figure out how college was going to be a feasible option for us. Uh, You know, it's going to be so expensive. I can't afford to do that. I didn't know what to do on my own. When I kind of relinquished all control of my life um, was the day I got drafted. Um, that, that was life-changing. That was something that, you know, even talking about now chokes me up just because it's just amazing the providence God had in my life. God was there the whole time. I just didn't bother to look. I never thought in a million years I'd ever get to play professional baseball, get to play in the major leagues, get to live out my dream. Since I was a kid, that's all I ever wanted to do. But, you know, at the same time, if you're playing baseball, why are you playing baseball? Is it to, to have good success on the field and be a Hall of Famer or whatever it is? Sure, that's that's everybody's goal. But then what? But then what? Right. I mean, I think it's so important. It's that whole idea, you know, this metaphor of pitching and trying to hit that side, that corner. 
And it's never going to go there. It's never going to because it's something that's completely out of your control. Well, you know, and I, I'd never thought about it because I'm not a baseball person. I, you know, when I used to look at pro sports, it would be football or basketball, but and golf, of course. But baseball, I never thought about it because you'd see the pitcher on the mound, and you see the the um, the shortstop putting down one finger, two fingers, or yeah. whatever he's doing yeah. and stuff. And so the pitcher throws whatever that number means and I never thought about the pitcher being out of control of what happens with the ball when the ball leaves his hand I never even really thought about that but that is like life you know because we're born and we grow up you know one of the first things that we have to learn to do is to walk so we start the crawling thing. Then we can stand up, uh, stand, you know, pull, pull ourselves up on a table. Then we can start walking and blam, we hit the ground. And if we don't get back up, you know, that's a problem. Right. Because then we, we're not learning anything. But this young man has, um, like you say, he's at the pinnacle, the top of his success, you know, as a, a pitcher for a major league baseball team. But even he has to let go of control. Well, and the, uh, so here's something to think about. It's 67 feet from the pitcher mound to the plate. Okay. And he averages around 98 miles per hour, which is wow. about .02 seconds from the time it leaves his hands until the time it hits the glove. Wow. And in that time, you know, 67% of the time or whatever, it makes it. But the other 30, 35% of the time, wow. somebody cranks it. It, you know, yeah. a home run or a double or a, you know, whoever, a yeah. double play. Who knows what's going to happen? But that's how small of a time it, it takes for everything to change from your control to whatever that somebody else is going to take control. So I think that's like, I mean, it's nanoseconds. It's like timing a bullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and that's how quickly it could happen, you know, mm -hmm. but it's, it's funny because we're talking about it. Uh, you know, that amount of time is an eternity to Jesus. You know? You're right. It is because a day is as one. Um, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. A day, a thousand years, whatever. You know, but everything is in God's hands. Right. And that's how we have. When he, you know, he described how when he was 10 years old, his parents got a divorce. There was nothing he could control about that. Nothing whatsoever. And so, of course, he probably felt within himself, well, from now on, I'm going to control everything. Because that's how we think. Sure, we really sure. do. Oh, I won't let that happen again. Yeah, exactly. And this is, oh, wow, this is a, a good story. This is a good illustration of what it means to be, to, to be in that second position and let God be in that first position. That I never really, okay, sure. well, baseball. And, and the rest of this, too, I think is very important because his what next, I mean, we all could do this. Nobody, it doesn't take a professional athlete to be able to do this and to okay. care this much. So. For me, it's about the legacy you leave off the field. It's about how many people can I affect through the platform that he gave me. I got to go to Africa last year with my wife, Ellen. She's been working with some kids over there that she's gotten to go back and see. One particularly has uh, touched her heart, and her name is Hope. And uh, she's a double orphan. Both her parents have died from AIDS. You see the, the cloud in her eyes, you know, she's scared. Ellen just gave the quickest version of uh, the good news that she possibly could. And that's all it takes for people in Zambia. It's like they've been waiting their whole lives for somebody just to tell them. And 
Uh, it changed my life. We just started a home called Hope's Home, and uh, in honor of Hope, this little girl. And uh, we just, uh, it's gonna be an orphanage for about 12 kids, and we just bought the land for it. And uh, yeah, hopefully within the next year, we'll see the orphanage built, and we'll see the kids put in uh, the home. We're just an avenue, you know, we're just doing the part that God gave us. You can't think, oh yeah, we can change this whole country ourselves. No, but God can. And uh, one, more, one more reason to let go of control. Playing for the Dodgers in LA is just saying that, it's, it's, it's amazing, it's ridiculous. The prayer I say before I go out there and pitch is, you know, not God, you know, let me win today, or God, you know, help me pitch good. It's, you know, God, just be with me. With all the different people and different cultures and different religions, you can kind of just, just kind of become one, you know, one with the crowd. You know, um, he said something very important just now, and that is that he doesn't pray to go out and win the game. He doesn't pray to uh, possibly to, to make another million dollars on his contract. He prays, God, be with me. And see, that is so important because if we don't ask God to come with us at all times, you know, God is a gentleman. His Holy Spirit is a gentleman, and they don't force. He doesn't force himself on us. And so for this young man to say, Lord, just be with me, please. And look at what God has accomplished through him. You know, going, going over to Africa and building a, an orphanage, you know. Right. That's and just, it's for 12 kids, which yes. seems small, a small drop in the bucket. But, man, what an amazing thing for those 12 kids. And Absolutely. then the next 12 kids and then the next 12 kids. That's right. Because I, I know he and his wife aren't going to stop at just the one. No, no, no. This is a couple years old. He's, they have like four or five now. See, that's what I'm talking about. But it's not about the the prestige of being a major league baseball player. It's not about the, you know, the million dollar contracts for him. It's about God, where you at? What you what Well, you see, doing? and it's funny that uh, th uh these things and um uh, th this show in particular has taught me how to pray just because mm -hmm. um, a couple weeks back we did this one uh with an ice skater and he told this story about how um, somebody had asked him what he prays for. And he said, he always says, oh, you know, we t what does he tell God? And mm -hmm. he's like, oh, I just always tell God. And this guy had tumors and all sorts of stuff, a very, very bad health problems. Um, but he said, oh, no, I just thank God for my blessings. And I thank God for the things that I have. And I thank God. And they're like, well, do you ever ask God for anything? Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, no, I don't want to bother him. I don't. And I'm, that's kind of how I think. I don't want to bother him. And he said, you're a dad, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, well, yeah. And he's like, well, if your son came to you, wouldn't you want him asking you That's right. everything? Wouldn't That's you right. want? Wouldn't you want to provide everything? And it was just like, boom! Like it, like a bomb in my head yeah. went off. Like, oh, wait, I'm allowed to ask God. Yes, I'm allowed to ask God for the things that I want. Yes, absolutely. What? Yeah. So I didn't even realize that. Um, I'm not sure why I didn't realize that, but it's changed the way that I talk to God. It and it's because of um, how we're taught. You know, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I was raised up in a, a, a culture, a society, in which we were told you don't question God. You don't, you don't question God. God is God. And I find that, you know, yes, God is God. He really is, but he's my heavenly father. And if I can ask my earthly father questions like why did such and such happen? Surely I can ask God the same question. Almost more so, right? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> because he knows the beginning. Well, he knows the ending before the beginning. Right. He knows all this stuff. <laughs> so why wouldn't I ask God, Lord, why, 
why that happen? Why you let that happen, Lord? Yeah. And I do ask him stuff. It, it just recently, um, one of my soldiers from 1988 called me, and um, he said, "Drill." He calls me Drill Mama. I was his drill sergeant. He calls me Drill Mama. He said, "Drill Mama, what you doing June the 23rd through the 30th?" And I said, "Let me get my calendar." And I looked. I said, "Oh, I don't have anything for that week." And he said, "Good." Um, his fiance and he are getting married, and they want me to perform the ceremony. Wait a minute. Where's the ceremony going to be? Hawaii. Oh, <laughs> poor you. And he's, he's paying for it for myself and my husband to go over to Hawaii. He wants my husband to be the best man and perform the ceremony. Okay. I've never been to Hawaii. And see, this is one of the questions I'd ask the Lord. I said, why can't I go to Hawaii? I said, everybody else going to Hawaii. <laughs> I just don't understand why I can't go to Hawaii. And look at what he did. That's so funny. Okay. It reminds me of that Janis Joplin song. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a, a Mercedes Benz? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And so, yes, we're supposed to ask God these questions. But this young man, he wants God's presence in his life. And that's I think just. that's beautiful. That's I awesome. Hope, I hope you have a good time. That's awesome. I love Hawaii. Oh, I am going to. I am. I just, I, I'm, I. What can I say? I'm just, I'm pleased as punch. I really am. And and I looked at God when I got off the phone with my soldier. I said, Father, thank you. Thank you. Because I said, you do have a marvelous sense of humor, but thank you. You know, and I really appreciate that. So I, I'm just saying that to say, you know, this, when you talk about I am too, okay, you're putting yourself behind God and letting God be God. Yeah. Because it, that's what he wants. It's funny when it when it clicked to me what I am second man. It, I, I immediately went back. My grandparents had this. I'm sure you've all seen it. It's the picture of the footprints in the sand, and then I said, uh, you know, when I looked back, there was only one set of footprints, and yes. it was because God was carrying me. Yes. And uh, I, you know that whole. I think it's a proverb. I guess I. Uh, I immediately thought of that, and I was like, oh, we're, it actually makes a lot of sense, a lot of sense it there. Does. I remember a couple of years back, there was that country singer, the, the, take the Jesus Take the Wheel, and I remember going, no, you should hold on to the wheel so you don't get into a wreck. But it was after the wreck, you know, the whole idea of the song is, I'm in Jesus' hands now, Carrie so please, yeah, uh -huh. so please... I'm in your hands, so yes. please protect me. Yes, and and he does. And, you know, I see these little signs that say, um, Jesus is my co-pilot. I'm like, no, nah, baby, uh-uh, not, not today. I'm the co-pilot. Uh, right? I'm the co-pilot. Let him be the pilot because he can take care of so much more than what I can do. My, I have very finite thinking. I, I'm very limited in my thinking. But he has the expanse of the entire world, and so he knows what to do and so i just i, I really like this I, I like this i am second and I, I i hope to be able to hear more of these well throughout the year i think uh, we're going to try to do at least one every week or so okay um hopefully you're here for the for uh some of them but uh mm -hmm. you know i want to get groups of us i like mm -hmm. that we did an individual one i want to get angie and the whole good news gals mm -hmm. in here because i think that everybody's take on it is just a little bit different I, and yeah. i really really like these they're very very powerful yeah, this is this is good. This is really good. Was there any more? There's 20 seconds left, and he really just says, I'm Clayton Kershaw, and I'm second, so we're just going to skip the rest of it. Amen. But. Well, that's good, and I, I'm Beatrice Bruno, and I'm second. What about you? I'm Dave Keita. I am second. <laughs> so if we could get a movement going on with that, you know, and just realize that God is, is supposed to be in first place. He is in first place, and we need to let God be God because he can do so much more 
than what we're capable of doing. Look at your last situation with your son, Jason. I know. I mean, and I, I was completely powerless. Amen. And so it was easy to re- give up control in a situation like that because I'm not a doctor. I don't know what is That's going right. on. That's However, right. I haven't ta- tried to take control back since then. And Amen. I think it's very empowering to me. I feel better. I feel lighter. Good for you. Good for you. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today to the good news with Angie Austin and friends. This is Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life. And I have so enjoyed you today. I hope you enjoyed our our good news story. I am second. Think about it. Are you second or are you putting yourself up there at first so that God is second? So God bless y'all. We love you with the love of Jesus. And we'll see you next time on the good news with Angie Austin and friends. Bye-bye. Hi, it's Angie. Hey, do you have a lot of things around your house you want to get rid of? My husband wants me to get rid of anything and everything that is in his way. 303-238-JANE. I love ARC. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps and everything you donate helps. 303-238-JANE. They bring a truck right to my house. I actually have them come every month or two and it is so helpful to get that place cleaned out because you know what? My husband's a lot nicer to me when I donate things and who better to donate to than ARC? 303-238-JANE and arcthrift.org for a location near you if you just want to drop a few things off and do a little shopping. arcthrift.org, shopping with a purpose. I love Arc. Come to any of the YMCA of the Rockies locations to fill your days and nights with our exciting and educational programs and activities. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we put Christian principles into practice with our fun and informative programs. And our facilities are located in stunning environments that help build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. We also provide conferences of a religious, educational, or recreational nature. And we specialize in offering traditional summer camping experiences for boys and girls. At the YMCA of the Rockies, every season brings affordable fun and excitement for the entire family. YMCA of the Rockies has locations near Winter Park, Rocky Mountain National Park, and Grand Lake. Go to ymcaoftherockies.org. Whether you are looking for adventure, a better way to connect with your family, or just a relaxing stroll, we can set you on your way. That's ymcaoftherockies.org. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to the good news. If you like the good news program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com, AngieAustinRadio.com. Just click on contact me. I would would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Hey, it's Angie. Are you in pain? Dr. Joe Arve is here, and we've got the pain hotline. And Dr. Joe, this is your specialty, helping people get out of pain, particularly back pain, but there's a lot of pain that's related to our health. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing this now for 25 years. I've helped, you know, the Colorado Rapids. I've helped at the past Olympics. And literally, headaches, neck pain, and back pain literally ruin people's lives. 
uh, they miss out on the fun, they miss work, they can't go on vacations, they can't hold their kids. And so we really have a safe and natural solution to getting people better and helping them get over those neck and headaches and pain and back pain and everything else that can, so they can quit being debilitated. And listen, with all the research now on opiates being, being addictive, you know, there's governors of the state of Nevada, Ohio, urging people to go see a chiropractor, get out of pain in a natural, safe way that's not addictive. So we're just loving the results that we're getting at our office for the last 25 years. You know, we talk about the Olympics. What is it you do with athletes? You mentioned the Colorado Rapids, but I know you've gone to the Olympics to work with various athletes. What do you do for athletes to help them reach their utmost, which also can help us reach our peak and get, you know, our own bodies out of pain? Well, it's real simple. The same thing I do for them, I do for people in our practice every day. They have aches and pains and and it hinders their performance. And sometimes it's just the person who feels the best that day that wins the gold medal. So we help them feel the best. We help them with flexibility, mobility. We help them with the nutrition, with detoxing. We help them with their workouts. We help them get their posture correct so their brain can tell their body what to do. But basically, we get them feeling and looking their best so they can go out there and hold medals. All right. So in terms of overall health, there are five different things you do to help us get healthy. But again, this teams up with getting out of pain and it has to do with proper eating, getting the chemicals out of our system. Our spine needs to be in proper alignment. Talk about these five essentials. Well, the first one is your is your back, your back and your brain. Your brain runs everything, and so if your body's hurting, it's your brain's job to put that hurting fire, hurting, hurt that pain away. And if it can't because your posture's bad, your back's out of alignment, that's where we all start. That's what gets the process healing. But also then stress. We can literally have stinking thinking that can cause our body to worry. Worry causes pain and causes us to have a bad day. Then sugar. If we're eating too much sugar, we're not eating the right kind of foods. That can mess with our sleep, and that can cause our body to hurt. And then if we're not moving because we're sitting all day, we're not stretching, we don't know how to exercise properly, or we don't have time to exercise, that can cause pain. And then the problem is that when we take the medications for that pain, you know, one medication has 70 different side effects. So the side effects from that medication then been causing the pain. So we really stop the craziness by getting talking to the body with chiropractic adjustments, then get the person realizing that they can live in peace and have less stress, what to eat, how to exercise, and literally watch this body come back to life. You know, over the years that um, you've, uh, I guess, talked to me, taught me, I've gone to many of your seminars. And by the way, when you hear about a lot of Dr. Joe's events, they don't cost anything. I mean, generally, uh, it's either free for my listener or a $10 fee for my listener. So generally, all these events he's held over the years that I've been a part of many of, um, I weigh about, I have 25 pounds, probably less than when I met you. And I've really put into uh, getting rid of a lot of the artificial sweeteners and chemicals and the food that I eat, still eat meat. And then Dr. Joe's workouts are uh, fast and effective. And can you explain those real quickly, Dr. Joe? Because they can be quite quick. Yeah, I mean, it's literally six to 12 minutes is all you really need to burn fat and build muscle. It's called high intensity duration workouts, HIT. Um, We call it Max T3. But literally, it's something as simple as exercising for 30 seconds, off for 30 seconds, back and forth like that for six to 12 minutes. And that's going to have a hormone balancing fat burning effect on your body. And when you start doing that one, two, three, four or five days a week, literally your body turns into a fat burning machine. You sleep better, you feel better. And again, because it has an anti-inflammatory effect on your body, you begin to feel better as well. And Dr. Joe, how many minutes high intensity and then how much rest? 
it, it all depends on your particular fitness scale, but we have some people that will go go 30 seconds of exercise, 30 seconds of rest, or 20 seconds of exercise, 20 seconds of rest, and off and on for a duration of no more than six minutes sometimes, but no more 12 to, to, to 20 minutes, depending on the time. But it's only actually six minutes to 12 minutes of actual movement with, with those breaks thrown in. So you catch your breath, get your heart rate back down. Then you hit the gas again with an exercise. And it can be easy as jumping jacks. It can be easy as, as air squats. We're not talking about technical exercises. You just need to get moving in a way that, that hits the gas and then takes your foot off the gas and okay. hits the gas, takes your foot off the gas. And then you find your body has a great fat burning effect from it. So just back and forth, 30 on, 30 off, 30 on, 30 it, it's off. Called interval, yeah. It's interval training. Some uh, stair masters will have a stair workout or, or sprint workout. It's just inter- it's called interval training or high intensity, sh- you know, short duration workouts. It all depends on what you want to call it. But it's, it's everybody. It's you know, it's it's everywhere. Love it. SpineGeek.com. SpineGeek.com. Ninety nine dollars gets yep. you back on the road to health. SpineGeek.com. And the phone number, Doctor Joe. Again, it's three zero three. 349-6011 if they want to talk to me. But the fastest way, just go to SpineGeek.com, request an appointment, $99, get you back on the road to health. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Joe. SpineGeek.com, $99, back on the road to health and happiness. Thanks, Dr. Joe. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.